you guys know me. I mean, what did you, what you, you know, what do you expect? Me walking around the high school in my varsity letterman's jacket, just acting like, just shoving kids into lockers. Yes, and like, that's kind you of know, what I want to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it is my kind of celebration because right. I don't have to do anything. It's not embarrassing. You literally just stand there. <laughs> I mean, it's perfect for me. Yeah, I mean, I might, I'll grab a pumpkin beer. Yes. And I'll probably get through three quarters of it and say, man, this isn't that good. Like, why am I drinking oh. this? Ooh, I'm not answering that question. <laughs> Welcome into the lounge. This is a great day, Garrett. It's a wonderful day for the past several weeks, months really. Pretty much since episode one, people have asked, when are you gonna get Joe Flacco on the podcast? Very true. And today is the day. We are happy to be joined by none other than quarterback Joe Flacco. Joe, we finally got you on the podcast. <laughs> the listeners have been waiting for a long time. Pressured me, man. Yeah. <laughs> Why now? Why did we how did we get you? Oh, you came on to me a couple weeks ago and I mean maybe week and a half ago and said, hey, how about after the Pittsburgh and Cleveland game, we get you on? I said, all right, I've been, do I've been dodging you for like four or five weeks now. So <laughs> I guess I feel bad enough after two months of, avoid of avoiding that I can finally do it. <laughs> guilt trip. Sympathy. Sympathy. Yeah, a little, little, little bit of a guilt trip. <laughs> we were convinced that the reason is that there's something called the podcast bump. So some of the guys who have come on here, Pitt uh, came uh, on, uh, caught like 10 passes the next game. <laughs> Timmy Jurgen's playing great. Tucker hasn't missed a kick since he came on the podcast. Yeah. He hasn't so, missed a kick yet anyway, has he? Don't, get, don't yeah. meddle, you know, don't meddle the in the details. Maybe the podcast has something to do with that or yeah, maybe not. No, <laughs> I if I would have known that, I would have came on the first week. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. We should have let you know. I just want you to know, first touchdown you throw against Dallas on Sunday, Mink and I are going to be in the press box just I'll, taking I'll all up, the credit I'll for I'll it. i look up at you guys. Nice. <laughs> Point up to us. So, so the mannequin challenge, speaking of celebrations after touchdowns here. <laughs> Did you get crap from your family like you anticipated afterwards? Um, I think my sister asked me, what kind of language can we use here? <laughs> um, no, I think, I think my sister asked me, like, what the heck were you doing? Uh, a couple other people did too. Um, a little bit of crap. Uh, I was at a wedding Saturday night, and one of my brothers said that, I, f I forget what I said, and he said, well, after what you did in the game on Sunday, I mean, on Thursday night, you know, you're not allowed to say anything, and he was talking about that. <laughs> um, like critique his dance moves or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I forget, what, I forget <laughs> what it was about, but, yeah, they definitely wanted to make fun of me a little bit. Not as bad as I thought it was, was going to be. Right. It's kind of funny. I mean, I did a mannequin challenge type thing, but it's, 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 kind, of, it's kind of tough when it's only one person doing it. You don't have a guy with a camera walking through the, walking through the whole scene. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're kind of breathing really hard. That was the only thing. Yeah, that kind of yeah, yeah. See, like that's what somebody said. My, 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 I was either too pumped up or what, whatnot. So my fist was still moving a little bit. Like a couple <laughs> people have said different things to me. So. Are you gonna keep doing it? No, 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 no. It is my kind of celebration because right. I don't have to do anything. It's not embarrassing. That's you, you literally just stand there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's perfect for me. <laughs> I think you kind of got to make it your thing. Like last year, you know how Cam Newton had the dab? Yeah, and no, then he became known as the dabbing guy. I think you could be known as a mannequin challenge guy. I don't think so. If I could come up with some good ones, then maybe I would do it. But perfect. I, uh, <laughs> we've already put some time into this show, and we've got some suggestions. All right, here we go. I should have so known. Could, I known. You could freeze hoisting the Lombardi. <laughs> well, that would be sweet, but I wouldn't do it until I knew that that was uh, that was in the bag. So maybe when we're up three, yeah, but that doesn't count anymore. Maybe when we're up three touchdowns this year in, in, in the Super Bowl, then I can do that one. Okay, all right. You, what about doing the Ray Ray dance? Just ah, see that like now that's border. Now that's getting on borderline 
um, I might not be good at the transition into the mannequin challenge of the Ray Lewis dance. So like that's almost me dancing. I don't feel like, I don't think I could feel comfortable doing that. <laughs> and then the last one, I think this would be the best. You could just troll everybody that says you throw off your back foot and just be poised <laughs> on your back foot, just right here, holding it right well, like hey, this. I could do that. I could I could probably hold it back there pretty good. <laughs> That'd be yeah, a good that's one. The one. Just to, that would be the total troll moment. I could kind of see you doing that, kind of making fun of people. No, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about this? Because after uh, earlier this year, Suggs wore the Elite T-shirt with your mm -hmm. face on it, uh, and the rumor was that you wanted to wear it after a game. There was a, someone who told yeah. us that you were talking about wearing it post game. <laughs> no, I would never actually do that. Uh, oh. Even if I was joking around about it, I, I could I could never actually bring myself to do it. Not after beating Dallas. I mean, Dallas no. best record in the league. No, I couldn't do it. <clears throat> oh. That's just not right. <laughs> All right, so I want to talk about sideline demeanor because I feel like your sideline uh, demeanor or attitude gets dissected more than I think anybody else in the league. It's, it's worse for quarterbacks just in general, but I think for you, everyone looks at everything you do on the sidelines and says, why is he not doing this? Why is he doing this? Or whatever. So my question is, why don't you yell at everybody on the sidelines? Because everyone knows that's the way that you need to be a good quarterback. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's funny. Um, listen, we're all out there doing a good, doing our job and doing the best we can. And you know, there's a time to do it when uh, you know guys are blatantly messing up because they're doing the wrong thing here and there. There's a time to get them fired up. Um, you know, I mean, you could be yelling at them in, in a good way, telling them, tell them that you know telling them good things and just in a fired up manner. And I think there's time, there's times for that. Um, but overall, I mean, it's, it's really just for show. And it, it, at the end of the day, it's, a lot of it doesn't really do too much besides say, look at me, I'm getting these guys pumped up because I'm awesome. You know, that's, that's, <laughs> that's just my take on it. So what, what's the closest that you've ever come to having like a full blown argument slash fight on the sideline with one of your teammates? Well, it's not with teammates. Usually, um, Derek Mason, me and him got into it a couple of times, but you know, I've got me and coaches have gotten into it before. Uh, like I said, as a quarterback, when I if I was to go and get into it with somebody on the sideline, uh, another player, um, I mean, as a good leader, I think there's an, um, there's a time and place for that outside of the sideline. Right. As a quarterback, I feel like that's like, look at me, I didn't do anything wrong. It was him. Right. You know, like I have the power to do that as a quarterback. <laughs> like I, as soon as something goes wrong, I can point at somebody and look at them and say, you know. And, and then everybody's thinking, oh, man, look at that. Like, damn, maybe the receiver was wrong. You know, that, that's, that's not me. I don't care if he was wrong or, or it was me that was wrong. I'm not going to go do that because at the end of the day, you can think it was me all you want. I'm, I'm cool with that. And I think when you, when you get into a lot of confrontations on the sideline with other players, it's insecurities coming out, you know, saying, hey, everybody, look, it wasn't me. And I, I just I, I could care less for that. Why are you so cool with that? I'm kind of curious. Like, you have an uncanny ability to just be like whatever I don't care what people think well it's just good hey listen I mean you do I do a little bit you do care uh, it, it can affect you a little bit but at the end of the day it, it's on that's that's part of my job as being as a leader um, in the position that I'm in uh, it, it, it's part of it's part of the job description I think to to take that on and and make sure everybody else is feeling as good as they can about it can you sense that people kind of play off of that and that they feed off of that because we had actually Mike Wallace on here and he was talking about just how the way that you carry yourself and the way that kind of translates to everybody amongst that entire group that it's almost like your responsibility to 
you know, to, to not get too high or too low is the cliche thing. But yeah, they well, know listen, that. at the end of the day, I hope so. Uh, it's all about what my players believe in, you know, what my players think of me and all that. And that's why I don't like to do a lot of the other stuff. I like to stay, stay the same and be the same person on the field and be the same leader because it's all about what the players think and, and what kind of trust they have in me. And, um, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, what people think, what other people think, outsiders think of the methods that I do it. It's really what, what what kind of trust do I have with my teammates, and how can I, you know, how can I make sure that they respond the best, you know, the best moving forward. It's not about what, what what's already happened. It's about how can we get the best out of them moving forward. And really, it comes down to the trust factor, in, you know, in their quarterback. And can they look at him and say? Um, you know, oh man, he's not really that affected by it. Maybe I shouldn't feel as bad as I do. You know, I mean, I think we've all grown up and been little kids and had a time where we've been really down about it. And you go home and you think that, you know, somebody's going to be really disappointed in you. And when you get home, they're not disappointed in you. They're there to, they're there to pick you up and they're there to do positive things for you. And it, in, it instantly makes you feel a lot, of, a lot better about whatever it may have been that you weren't feeling good about. And you got to realize that the same thing happens with 30 year olds and 22 year old kids and you know that all that all happens you know guys go out there and, it, and you know we're in we're in the spotlight and we all make mistakes and um you know there's a there's a time and place to to correct those and and to make sure that guys are on top of it and the good thing about us is that we have a good group of guys and and you know they're not out there being lazy and 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 and, and doing things all for them so um you know you don't want to go out there and and, and put Put their head, you know, do something that may, that may make them put their head in between their legs and, and cower up. You want them to be strong and go out there and, and finish the game off the right way. You talked a little bit about uh, even getting on into it with coaches a little bit. I feel like you're a guy that at times you're like, you know what, I'm going to gunsling this thing, put it on my shoulder, I'm going to go out here and win you a ball game. How often do you do that and how much of an urge do you have inside of you that says, let's... Oh, Garrett and I have a sound effect actually for it. It's called <laughs> spread it out and let's start chucking. How often do you feel that? Well, I think we've been fortunate around here that we've had, you know, we've had good teams and we've been able to, you know, get a lot of leads and play good football. Um, but yeah, obviously there's a come a time where, you know, stuff hits the fan and, 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 and you know, you, you get fed up with certain things and, um, it, you know, maybe it, it may even be the fact that I just threw a pick and was pissed at myself about it. And it's like, all right, you know, forget about that. Let's go out there and just let it loose. And, you know, everybody can feel that. And I think it does wonders for, you know, for the whole team. Serious question here. You're playing a game of 500. You're throwing the ball up to Steve Smith or Anquan Bolton. No rules barred. They can just fight to the death. Who comes up with the football? One of those two guys. Um, man. <laughs> Put him on the spot. Ooh, I'm not answering that question <laughs> because that would be, ooh. I don't even know if I would like to watch that because it would just be too... Ooh. It, it would it would be it would be a brutal sight. I got news for you. Uh, <laughs> I don't doubt it. I think the ball would be ripped to shreds, and you know they they'd each come away with a couple pieces of it. <laughs> both, both would just be <laughs> both would be concussed and li- missing limbs. <laughs> so uh, you know this this franchise has been known for defense for so long, right? Does that ever bother you? Now now we have number one defense in the league. Does it ever does it ever kind of bother you? No, it doesn't bother me. I just wish, you know, but, but there are times where I think it, it, it affects, um, it, I, I do think there are times where it, it, it affects things, you know, um, 
like how I, I, I just yeah some, yeah sometimes you know sometimes I just you know not not so not so much anymore but there there have been times where you know it's like it was almost it's almost like just just let's not do too much and let the defense do do their thing right. and and um, you know I, I'm I'm more of a person that's willing to take more chances and. I think we're going to get better in the long run for it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we might lose a game because we were maybe a little bit over aggressive or whatever it may be, whatever you want to call it. But in the long run, you know, it's all about winning the Super Bowl in this league. You find that out very quickly. Mm -hmm. It's not a it's not just about being careful and winning games. It's about winning the whole thing. And in order to do that, you have to have both sides of the ball playing at a high level. You're not going to win it with one side of the ball very rarely. Right. So, you have to have people that are you have to have players that are confident and in order to do that you have to play aggressive football on offense and you have to go out there and let it fly and yeah you might lose a game yeah you might and you're going to have bad plays but in the long run it's going to make guys better more confident and it's going to make you more likely to win that that ultimate game the super bowl right. because believe me i mean we've lost in the AFC championship game around here we've lost in you know other rounds of the playoffs and yeah, it's nice and it's it's nice and dandy to make the playoffs, and you're all happy. But once you lose, it's no different than, you know, going eight and eight and not making the playoffs. It, that that's the reality of it. It is because uh, we get that playoff bonus. That's, yeah. that's a big deal. Well, that's for true. Us, yeah, 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 yeah. That, that, that is true, and that's a lot of people. But like, just in terms of how, you know, all of a sudden you lose, and the way you, the way you're thinking about that season is, in reality, as yeah. a player, there really is not too much difference between, you know getting to the playoffs and just not really doing anything yeah. or uh, not getting to them at all. It comes down to being able to win that game. So everything, all of your energy, all your focus and time should go into winning that game. You know, and, and sometimes I think you can, you know, you get caught up in the moment and, and, and so, um, you know, so protective of individual games that you, you lose sight of the fact that we need to get as good as we can on both sides of the ball in order to win the whole thing. We can't just be protective of one side or the other right. uh, and try to get through games. We gotta, we gotta, we gotta really get good. You know, last week you throw three touchdowns, probably the best offensive performance, especially in the second half that you guys have had. So we spent a lot of time talking about the offense this year. Is the offense fixed? Everything's fine now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only it was that easy. <laughs> Listen, I mean, I, 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 I think I said the last couple of weeks, uh, you know, anytime, anytime you're in this league and you're not playing as well as you want to, it's, you're always close. There's always a couple of things. There's always a couple of things that's a difference. And right now, when you look at it, you know, we can run the ball a little bit better. Our short passing game, in, you know, when we haven't played well, you know, just hasn't been as easy as it should be. Um, you know, whether I've missed a, you know, a, a six-yard hitch, or whether we were a yard, two yards deep on it, or you know whatever it is, like we just haven't gelled, you know, mm -hmm. we haven't like that stuff that should be guaranteed, hasn't been, you know. So instead of moving the chains two or three more times a game and giving ourselves more opportunities, we're running off the field. And then the other side of that is the fact that, you know, we we were say, I want to say look back. I think it was the Pittsburgh game, maybe. Like we, I, I can look back. I think there were three plays in that game where that could have been touchdowns, and they were incomplete passes. Mm -hmm. So, like, we're giving our, we gave ourselves a couple chances to to make big plays, and we didn't make them. And um, if we would have made them, it would have been a completely different game. Now, I want to give our, I want to give our our players ten chances to make those plays, and if we only make three of them you know, now it's still a different game because right. we still made three of them. So we don't have enough, we haven't given ourselves enough chances because of that, 
that, that short little, the running game and the, and the easy stuff that should be easy. And then when we do get our chances, we're just not, we haven't been hitting them. Mm -hmm. So in Cleveland, it was big. You know, we get down in the red zone and we get the ball to Darren. We get down in the red zone and we get Steve over the middle. We make the play. At the end of the game, we have a 90-play drive that ends with a, that ends with Brashad one-on-one making a touchdown catch. And that's what we haven't had. You know, in, in other games, that ball would have fallen short to the It has fallen short and, you know, for whatever reason, hasn't been completed. And not that it may have changed the outcome of this past game, but in, in other games, it's it probably affected the outcome a little bit. Right. You, know, you can look at the Washington game, the end of the Washington game. Right. Yeah. You know, like we, you know, we could have played better in that game and done better things, but we still have probably a play or two that can define the game, and we just weren't able to make it happen. In the Oakland game. In the Oakland, probably, in the I mean, Oakland game. You get to the 50-yard line, and then it's Chris yep. Moore drops the ball, and you know. Yeah, so it's, it's just, just you know, so like it, yeah. and, some of that easy stuff like you're and talking it's, about. And it, and it is a fine line between winning and losing in this league. Yep. I mean, you'd like it not. You'd like to make your chances a little bit better than that, but it always comes down to that every week. I mean, you can see. Look, Pittsburgh's lost four straight games. I mean, Cincinnati's sitting at three, five, and one. Yep. You know, so as 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 as, as a player. I, I think it's my job, as, especially as a leader in this team, is to make sure there's a positive atmosphere around this building because we're in a good position. And I think sometimes when you're only five and four and, you've, and we've, we did lose four straight, there can still be a little bit of a negative feeling in here and, and, and all around. And it's not our job to really, to really have that kind of mindset. One thing that goes along with playing quarterback is whenever the offense struggles, then people say, well, what's wrong with the quarterback? Yeah. Right. And I think everybody wa that's been watching you for as long as we have says we've seen Joe be lights out. I mean, the playoffs, you can get hot. And when you get hot, you're one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, bar none. And now they look at, you know, 29th best quarterback rating in the league. And people are asking Garrett and I, what's wrong with Joe? <laughs> so in the most open ended, direct way I know how to ask you this question, what's <laughs> up with Joe? <laughs> Listen, when you look at quarterback rating and stuff like that, we're not scoring enough points and I, I don't throw any touchdown passes, you know, and, right. and that's, that's, like I said, it's all those things I just said, you know, I gotta, we, you know, we gotta be a better page on, you know, with our, with, I gotta be on a better page with my receivers and, you know, and, and all that stuff. And, um, you know, it's just, like I said, it's little easy missed throws or uh, uh, things like that. That's what, that's what is disappointing. It's nothing that's really hard when you go back and watch it. I think our offensive line, uh, getting back together and, and getting a solid group of guys out there will help. Um, but at the end of the day, it's it's just being you know being better on my part on on the on the easy things um, and, and letting some of those other things take care of himself take care of itself. Does any part of it go back to before training camp opened? I pitched a video to you, and I went out there with a GoPro <laughs> on my helmet and caught I some got passes. Used to you, I got used to your route running. That's uh, right, and my, my <laughs> less than blazing speed. And you called it then. You said, this might throw off my timing with yeah. receivers. <laughs> Does that have anything to do with it? I wish I could look back at that and say, and, and say, and say that was the, it was that easy. But no, I mean, you did a pretty good job that day. Nice. Don't give yes. He's going to be talking for the next month about how he got credit All right, Joe, that. quick question. We ask a lot of guests this. Who would win in a fight, me or Daly? Straight up. That's easy, right here. I think Garrett. Yes, oh, that's yes. just tall guys uniting. Yeah, that's just you know, tall guys. Reach. Reach. You, you can't get in on. You can't get in on them. Yeah, you got that reach. <laughs> All right, so we do a story time segment on here, and it's really just any kind of story. And we want to ask you the story about when you signed the contract, the big contract, the second time. You got my understanding of it. You got your paycheck, and then you basically kind of take it from there. There's some guys here in the building, kind of filling the gaps for me. 
Yeah, well, it was, you know, obviously I was here rehabbing. Yeah. Uh, so I just kind of, after my rehab, just went upstairs uh, and signed one day. And I forget why, I forget why there was a reason, but Mike Campanero was here and I forget who else was here, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I think I got a check. I think I got a piece of the, whatever I was getting. I don't know. I forget how much it was, but how many, I, uh, how many zeros are on that actual check? Uh, I don't know. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, I don't even know if it was a real check. Uh, no, but I, you know, I just thought it would be fun for those guys. I brought it down there. We were probably busting each other's balls all day, you know. So when I went up there and signed it and got the check that they gave me, I brought it down and just sh and showed them just to see what they would, you know, just to see their reaction. <laughs> like, cause like, like, cause like I said, we were busting each other's balls all day, and it was just one of those things that I, I thought I could, I, I could throw that last little thing at them and, and then walk out, you know, the victor. So that's the mic drop. That's the <laughs> ultimate mic drop. You know what would be sweet though is like. If you had that, but in one dollar bills, and then you just like pull up to their house and you're like open the doors and <laughs> that's my dream. God, that'd be great. I feel like one of the things about you is uh, people assume that you're like a super thrifty guy. You know the McDonald's thing. You go to McDonald's at the sign the contract and all that stuff. That you don't strike anybody. Somebody that spends a lot of money on on stuff. His clothes have gotten pretty nice though. I think he spends money yeah, on his clothes. Yeah, they've got to have some though. expensive suits. Well, my suits. Yeah, those have got to be. Yeah, they're, they're just daily wear. I feel like unless well, you get all Nike, this stuff yeah, for free. Yeah, this is Nike Elite, man. This is free, kind of, <laughs> kind of free. Um, my suits are, yeah, my suits, I, you know, you had to spend a little bit of money on those, you know, we're going to travel and I'm going to want to look nice. You got to look good. Uh, but where were you going with that? Yeah, my yeah. question though is, what's the, is there anything, just a dumb thing that you have purchased that you're like, you know what, I really have no reason for this, it's expensive, but I've got this, all this money, I might as well spend it. Dumbest thing you bought. The dumbest thing I bought were, what, how many did I buy? <laughs> I bought a handful of massage chairs a few years back, like the big Brookstone ones that, like you know, like put you all the way back. Yeah. And I think That's we were, an old man purchase. I think we were at my rental house. I think we were at the house that my wife and I rented, like the first two years we were married here. And Dennis and his wife were over, and we were playing cards or something. And I forget why I saw these chairs or what. And I said, "What do you guys think? Like, should I get some of these?" And like, of course, Pitta, he's the ultimate. Uh, peer pressure wants you to do, <laughs> person who wants you to do dumb things so he started getting in my ear about doing it I, I, I might have got five of them you know <laughs> at a couple thousand dollars a piece used them one time and they just sat in my basement uh, Craig Singletary one of our security guys actually is he picked up I think two of them he picked up two of them out of my basement uh, a couple months ago, and he's still coming back for the ones that are left. So, <laughs> Craig, that guy, yeah, he's got a system, yeah. man. How do we I, get him? I, I, I just gave, I just gave him, I just gave him to Dude, him. Dude, uh, I'm the cheapest guy in this that, building. I'm the guy who will take anything. <laughs> that was that. I mean, you know, that was probably the one thing because you know, I, I, I like I said, I used them. I sat on it one time. I really, <laughs> as big as they are, I still didn't really fit in it. You know, so it was. Um, They're not made for six, seven guys. No, no. That's great. So this is a portion of the program now that we like to get into more of the personal fun stuff here, Joe. All right, okay. we're done talking football. And uh, so while we're on the subject of your thriftiness, is it true that you spent your first two off-seasons in the NFL living at your family's house in Audubon and sharing a room with your brother? Yes. Okay. Is it also true that that room had a poster 
of Tom Brady on it while you were living it. <laughs> yeah, it's got a lot of, I mean, it's got a lot of, it's got magazine cutouts, posters of a lot of people, you know, so yes, Tom, Tom was one of them. You can't, your brother can't even put your poster up on the wall while you're living it. No, I mean, shoot, he probably did that when we were, man, I mean, he might have made those, I think that was probably back in like 2000, I mean, so I was probably a freshman or sophomore, he was, he was in junior high when he probably started doing all that, and it's still, you know, my room is, that room is still looks identical to it to, <laughs> the way it did 16 years ago. So um, that's the reasoning for that. But yeah, I mean, you got to realize. I mean, what what was I home? You know, my first couple of years. Well, I was probably home for two months. You know, we were coming back here in March. You know, and we were done almost at the end of January. So I, I mean, I probably had a month and a half where I would go back home, and uh, you know, and then I was back here. So I spent most of my time here. So yeah, I mean, you can call it living with my parents. Like you know, I guess it, it's kind of what it was. But you know, what, what was I going to do? Buy a place back there? I mean, not really. Not not for a month. You know, so Do you just go home and like play video games. Like that's what I did on my college. No, I mean I was still going. I was I was working out and then just hanging out with my wife. I was probably with my wife, my now wife, then girlfriend, most of the day. You know, who knows what I was doing? I don't. You know, I don't really remember that much. <laughs> People always ask us, you know, what's so and so like? You know, what's this guy like as a player? And one of the things, obviously, you're one of the guys that they ask about probably more than anybody. And our response always is, he's just like an average guy. In I'm curious how you've kind of been really good at football. He's an average guy who happens to be good at football. Right. And my question is like, how have you kind of maintained that amidst being coming, you know, one of the highest paid quarterbacks, a Super Bowl winner? How have you maintained that while there's all this other stuff going on around you? Yeah, that's all I'm interested in being. You know, (laughs) I'm I'm not interested in being anybody but who I am. And, you know, it's really tough for me to kind of to to do that I think it's it's just not my personality I think we all who we are all who we are especially when the, the spotlight's put on us you become who you truly are and like like I said I just think that I'm the same in all in all aspects I don't you know I get embarrassed easy I'm pretty shy and you know all that so I think it's you know it's pretty easy for me to just want to be who I am and be simple and um, you know grew up in a big family and got four kids of my own now and it's a lot of fun and take a lot of pride in that and I think that all keeps you kind of grounded and, you know, kind of moving along with the, in a normal flow of things. I'm kind of curious what you were like in high school. Were you like the star quarterback that, you know, kind of was the coolest guy at school? Or no. You, what were you like? No, yeah, no. I had a couple of friends that, you know, my best friend was my receiver that lived across the street from me. And my other best friend lived around the corner from me. He'd pick us up. We'd drive to school every day. I could care less about going out on, at nights and going to parties and doing those things. I went into class, didn't say two words to anybody. Went out, you know, I was, I was, I was, I was who I was. I, I am who you see right now, but probably, but, but more quiet, you know. And, you know, if I did go out after the, you know, I'd go out to the games and stuff like that and hang out. But I would, you know, I would do what you would expect that I would do. I would go there and sit and just kind of hang out and do nothing. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> not, you, know, I, you know, come on. You I, think I, it sounds so dull. Just go and sit. Uh, and well, that's what I did. You it's know? like the Pepsi commercial. <laughs> you know, it's seriously like I, the Pepsi commercial. Hey, it's. A, I mean, you guys know me. I mean, what did you? What you? You know, what do you expect me walking around the high school in my varsity letterman's jacket, just acting like just shoving kids into lockers yes, and like, that's you know. What I wanted. <laughs> no, no. I mean, uh, yeah. I was, I was quiet. I went, I went there, did my schoolwork, went and practiced, went home. <laughs> you know, went to bed, woke up, did the same thing. Um, you know, I, I was, a, I was a homebody. I, like I said, I had my few, few close friends, and we would kind of drive around and see what was going on on the weekends here and there. But at the end of the night, we probably end up not doing too much and. 
come home and yeah I was simple I, I didn't want to do a lot I didn't want to get involved in, in drinking and doing all those things I didn't do any of that stuff whoa, so whoa, whoa. you don't drink pumpkin beer <laughs> we're big pumpkin whoa, beer whoa, fans whoa, here. Whoa, whoa. well now I mean that way if, if I go to like I say if I go to like a little gathering or if we're going to somebody's house for Thanksgiving or something and yeah I mean I might I'll grab a pumpkin beer yes. and I'll probably get through three quarters of it and say man this isn't that good like why am I drinking oh. this you know give me give me something else give me just a water or, or coke you know something like that um, I, you know, I, there was my time where I could go out and have a couple, you know, a couple beers or something like that. But anymore, I'm just like, man, I'm such a lightweight, and it just, it just isn't good. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, like it. So just like, give me something that I, if I'm gonna drink something, I'm gonna drink something I like, uh, and that's it. You know. That kind of does happen when you have kids, especially four of them. My bedtime yeah. is latest nine o'clock these days. I mean, shoot, like you know, if me and my wife go out to dinner, like I'll have a glass of wine, you know, but I'm not. I even, even that, I'm like, I end up like forcing it down my throat at the end of the night because it's just not that good. Right. And yeah, you, oh, you know, I mean, shoot, I just, I'm just trying to get my kids in bed and then get a little bit of work done and, and, and stay up for a half hour, you right. know, just to, just to like say, okay, I enjoyed it. You know, I could, I could kind of take it easy for a half hour out. today, you know, that, that was, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, because the last thing you want to do is just go home, do some work, go right to bed wake up and start the whole day over again you want a little bit of a breather and with kids it's tough you know you, 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 it's it's a lot of fun too i mean you gotta realize i mean they're they can't wait till i get home i mean they <laughs> when they see me walking that door you know i hear i hear six little feet sprinting towards the door and they're trying to tackle me as soon as i walk <laughs> in the door you know for the next three hours you know so it, it's a lot of fun but at the same time it's you know it's a, it's a lot of work to to get down on them they have a ton of energy you know so to get down on the floor with them and roll around for three hours it's like man is bedtime here yet or what <laughs> like for, the, for them is their bedtime here yet right. when then, are you more exhausted after three hours of that or three hours of being out there on the field on a sunday afternoon <laughs> yeah shoot uh i'm i'm more exhausted after three hours of field work but man i uh, it, it is a three hours if my wife all of a sudden says she's got to go do something or i'm gonna I'm, you know i'm gonna be I'm gonna feel like I'm, you know, giving her a night out, and she's got to go three, uh, three hours with those kids is a long time. <laughs> it's a long time to entertain three boys, you know. So I usually hang out with them for a little bit, play with them, try to rile them up, and then I usually throw them in the car. Mm, and you know, smart. throwing them in the car is a good way to just, you know, whether it's just going out and running and like being like the, you know, not being the tough dad. You know, you you get you get a you get a chance to be a you know a cool dad for you know you whether we. Get put them in the car, go get them a milkshake, mm -hmm. and then drive around for a little bit. You know, that kills. And they that, fall asleep in yeah, the car. and that can kill an hour. You know, I could easily kill an hour, yeah. an hour driving around with them and, and doing something that they mm -hmm. want to do. You know, that they think is cool. Like, oh man, we got to go out with that and do this. Um, and that's kind of how I would end up doing it because there's no way I could sit at home and just. You know, I would I would lose focus. I would all of a sudden not be paying attention to them. They'd be three rooms over. Yeah, tearing the house apart, and I would just be, I would be not paying attention to them. I just, my, my attention span is just not there for them. The best is like, you know, when I was playing with my niece, and she's like, you know, I'm going to put you down to bed. I'm the mommy. Yeah. You're the baby. Yeah. I'm going to put you to bed. You're like, this game is great. <laughs> <laughs> I can do this all day. The only problem is you can't fall asleep. Then you wake uh, up two hours yeah, later. Exactly. Stove is on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. On fire. exactly. That's a, that's a trap, man, because listen, I mean, my kids, they have every trick in the book to get out of the bed, to get out of bed. Especially my oldest son, just just he doesn't like going to bed, and it's just a, it's a it's a fight every night to you know to try to convince him that it's bedtime and.
to fall asleep and not wake up his brother and not do all, you know, so it's crazy. Who's good cop, bad cop in your house? You good cop and your wife bad cop, or how do you guys play that? No, I'm a lot of bad cop, okay. uh, but I'm, you know, I think I, I think I think I do both sides pretty good. <laughs> but, uh, and listen, my wife's at home with them all day, so I think eventually her yelling at them, it eventually loses its power. So then dad I, comes home. So when I come home, I can lay down the law and, and, uh, and, and try to set them straight. Uh, and I like doing that. It's kind of fun, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Yeah, well, you know, he yeah, can't yeah. yell at his receivers yeah. on the yeah, sideline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As he comes home, yeah. now he starts dropping the hammer. No, yeah, you, you, you got to come home and drop the hammer for sure. <laughs> and then, like I said, it, it is. It's kind of fun because, you know, I, you want to make sure that they're being raised the right way, and that's part of it. So, I don't, you know, Dana probably doesn't listen to the lounge, so you're free to answer this however you like. How, how many kids are you going to have? What are you, 10, 12? Uh, I wish, dude. Going? We're not having that many. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I would say we're at least going to try to have one more, but shoot, man. We'll see. How's it been having a daughter? I know you were really excited about having a daughter. Yeah, it's, it's a, I mean, she's, she's quiet. Uh, I mean, she's only six weeks old, so, you know, what, right. what do we know? We don't, we don't know what she's going to be. <laughs> Yeah, she could, she could be a whole different monster for all we know, but <laughs> she just seems way more quiet and way more relaxed already than the other ones are. I mean, the three boys are just crazy. All the energy <laughs> in the world and just nonstop. So I'm hoping that she'll be a little bit more reserved and a little <laughs> bit easier to control. Um, but, you know, that's not going to happen. All I know is I feel bad for whoever the first boyfriend is when comes over and she's got three older brothers there watching yeah, out for her. I, I, I don't envy that kid's shoes. Yeah, I hope, I hope that takes a little while. Um, <laughs> You know, obviously, you know, you don't want to, I'm not going to be ridiculous about it, but man, it definitely is a little bit different when you start having, a, when you start talking about having a little girl and, and, and having that day come. So I can wait for that. <laughs> At least now. She, you know, she might think she's a boy till she's 10 years old or so because <laughs> of all of her brothers. So One thing I want to ask you about is, uh, one thing that amazes me, you still have time to watch some TV shows. You and I are both Thrones guys. Yes. We're big Thrones guys. I want you to give me your top few uh, TV series because Thrones is right. Thrones and the Wire for me are probably one and two. Mm -hmm. Breaking Bad up there. Give me your top three series. I've watched all those. I mean, the off season's huge for binge watching, and you know, and, and, and Game of Thrones usually happens to be on at those times. Well, it's and perfect. Then, and then like right now, like uh, you know, the the good thing about the shows is that they're not on in the middle of the week. You know, they're on Sunday nights. Yep. So sun, Sunday nights a great time to watch shows. So like. I mean, I obviously like Game of Thrones. It's right up there. Uh, I think Billions is a new series on Showtime yeah. that was uh, on this offseason. I would put that up there. That's really good just because it's a new one. Um, I really liked Breaking... I, I haven't watched House of Cards. You get on that. Um, I mean, we liked Breaking Bad, uh, but at some point I was just like, okay, this seems to end. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you know, it, yeah, it, it drags. It, it drags. Yeah. Sons of Anarchy was the same way. It just needed to end at some point. And then right now I'm watching Westworld. You know, I, I've heard good things. Do you recommend it or not? Like art, yeah. IT thing? Yeah, when I get home, it's on Sunday nights, so it's the same thing. Uh, you know, we'll get home, um, you know, on a Sunday night, for, on a Sunday from a game, and my family will be here, and uh, we usually kick them out at some point. They all get the, they all, they all get the idea around 8.30, 9 <laughs> o'clock, and Westworld comes on at 10 o'clock, and as long as I can stay awake for it, which I usually can because um, you're wired on Sunday. Um, yeah, we, me and my wife sit down and watch Westworld, and it's getting pretty interesting. It's getting pretty interesting. It's a really good. I, I really like the show, so um, 
I, I think there's a good amount of guys in the locker room that watch it too. So I'm, I'm, I'm trying to keep straight who's watching it and who isn't, so, so I can make sure anything. I'm, so I can make sure I'm quiet around them. <laughs> but it's fun to talk about it with some of the guys. Yeah. Right, so you guys talk TV all you want. I'm gonna talk, bring up one of my favorite subjects, which is politics. Uh, <laughs> and, and let me just say, it's insufferable sharing an office with this guy during this uh, time. Well, he, he was just saying, I'm happy you walked in because it ended my po political conversation. It was like my 10th of the day. And I'm thinking to myself, well, that means he has to be the one that's initiating these. Yes, there's so no question why, about so, it. So he's not really sorry that I walked in. <laughs> <laughs> or he's not really thankful that I walked in. You know, he, he, re he was really having a good time in that conversation. So he's just, he's, you know. Well, now I can just pick up where I left off. We were having an interesting conversation last week mm. about whether you would want to be president. I'm not going to ask you who you voted for. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to put you on the spot. About whether you would want to be president or not. And you said no. No. Why? I, I always, uh, you know, we always talk, I talked about this with my father. He's like, would you want to be president? Like, would you want to be president? Like, I asked people, like, that are, you know, right around here. I mean, pretty normal people close to us. And pretty similar lives to us. Would you want to be president? Like, would you really want to be president and just see what they say? And most people say no. Like, <laughs> uh, you, like, do you want every second of your day scheduled for the next four to eight years and just all of that? And, you know, and, and so much of it, so much of what goes into, it's like, yeah, I want to play quarterback in the NFL. Do I want all the other stuff that goes around with it? No, not necessarily, but that, but I, I like playing quarterback. And <laughs> I, I can deal with that. I can deal with that other stuff. I feel like a lot of the stuff that goes into being president is that stuff, the stuff that I wouldn't want to deal with. Like, yeah, I feel like I could do a lot of things, but at the end of the day, just getting involved in the political arena and doing all those things, I think, ooh, I think that would wear you out. And I think when you actually found out the reality of what goes on behind the scenes and, and what you have to deal with, like the butts you have to kiss and all that stuff, <laughs> I couldn't do it. I could not do it. Wouldn't want to do it. And I, th I just think it'd be very hard for me to do. Like, after... You know, I think I'd get in the job for a couple of weeks and I would say, man, this is what it is. I, I cannot, I can't do this. It's, it's going to wear me out. Right. Uh, like, to, I, I just couldn't put on probably that face or that front for. Yeah, I don't you, see you, you much of a, as a butt kisser. Yeah. I don't think I, you can really kiss I, ass. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think there's a certain aspect of that. I, I, and that's not what I mean. You know, I, I think you can get what I mean when I, yeah. just by me asking, would you really want to be right. president? I think it takes a. You know, it takes a certain kind of person um, to do it. Plus, you kind of got to lie. And I don't take you also as a liar. No, You're a pretty straight up no, guy. No, no, I'm not gonna, I can't lie. I'm bad at it. I uh, <laughs> always have been. Uh, you know, my, I, I think I was like 14, playing summer league baseball. The high school coach, you know, his, his son was, on, was my age. So, you know, we were, he always coached our teams also. And I was playing shortstop. And um, somebody hit a ground ball to me and... Uh, the guy was running from second to third. You know, I fielded the ground ball, and I forget what happened on the play. Um, but he was my coach was arguing that the ball hit the runner, <laughs> and he was arguing with the ref, arguing with the ref, arguing with the ref, and he came out to me and said, "Joe, didn't it hit him?" And I said, "No, it didn't hit him." <laughs> and I'll never forget how pissed off he was at me for, for not lying. You know, for not just saying, "Yeah, it hit him." You know, and it's just it's just, just me. You know, I, I just you know I didn't even really think about it. I just answered like, "No, nah, man, it didn't hit him." Uh, and that's me. I think I'm pretty straight up and pretty honest about you know assessing certain situations and, and being upfront with people. And I think uh, you know, and I have to, I really have a tough time not being. I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's almost like a social awkwardness that I have. I just tell you how it is and see how you react to it. But um, yeah, I would have a tough time lying for sure. I remember one time when you lied to us. It was at <laughs> it 
<laughs> I don't even know this one. <laughs> it was at the end of the 2013 season, Bengals game. You were kind of banged up. Oh, yeah. He was banged up, right? You take a hit in the back of the end zone, and the CBS cameras get you going, <laughs> ah, at the end of that throw, right? And then after the game, season's over. You don't have to lie about your health status because the season's over. It's done. And we ask you, Joe, was the knee hurting? Right, CBS and caution. I, re- I, re- I remember if I was, I, I got hit in the back in the back of yeah. Cincinnati's end zone, away yep. from where you come out of the tunnel. Yep. And then no, the issue was with that is like, I don't know what I had that year. Maybe an MCL. I forget. Uh-huh. Um, but I mean, it, it it hindered. I mean, it made me stiff, probably. And maybe <laughs> I couldn't move as well. But uh, whoever it was was on top of me. My knee got caught. Like he's laying on my knee, and I didn't have like the flexion in my leg. That uh-huh. you know, I didn't have full flexion in my leg because there was my knee was swollen uh, a little bit right and I, I was on my back and he was and I was sliding on the turf a little bit and he was on top of me and and it just kept going and he kept it, he just kept bending my knee more and more and more Ooh. and more and more and more and more and, more and, more. and dude, that hurt because I, I remember going ah <laughs> yeah, like I, I remember yeah. you know grunt trying to grunt the pain away on that one and then I ran I got up and ran off the field by the time I got to the sideline you know it kind of subsided a little bit um but that was what that was it would it would be like it would be like somebody taking like you know a month after i got done my acl surgery when i couldn't bend my knee all the way it would be somebody like taking it and just forcing it bent um and that that's you know so i don't know if i was technically lying to you (laughs) that did hurt though that did hurt (laughs) on that note like you shake off so many hits i mean it took an acl you know how I think a lot of people out there wonder how you do it. You're like, I had to grunt my way through that one. Do you have to do that like all the time? Like, how are you able to take so many hits behind a Patrick offensive line and just keep on ticking? Well, hey, I mean, I mean, that's part of you know, you know if you I keep hearing you know people talking about throwing off your black back foot, oh, which that, damn you know, I um, <laughs> yeah, I uh. I mean, I don't think I'm throwing off my back, back foot, but like at the top of my drop a little bit, there there is times where I'm going backwards or still a little bit, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't want bad things to happen in the pocket. I want to be able to get the ball out and go through my progression, and I'm just trying to buy the extra time. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of times I am stepping up and doing those things. Um, but that that's all part of it, you know? That's And and as a, and then, and in terms of taking the hits, you know, I'm okay with taking the hits, but I, I like I said, I don't want bad things to happen in the pocket. I want to be able to get the ball out and... Uh, you know, sometimes when you're just standing in there and 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 people and arms are flying around and bodies are flying around, you get the ball knocked out. And in terms of taking the hits, I mean, that's just I mean, there's not too many things you can do as a quarterback to be tough. You know, you're not going out there and hitting people and and blocking people and <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I, and and when you do, you you look terrible. You know, so <laughs> you kind of try to block someone. I feel like was no, I game? just danced out of the way of a couple of guys <laughs> and just got in their way. You know, like that's I'm saying, it doesn't look natural. You know, because I'm a quarterback at heart. You know, I'm not a guy that's going to hit people, but. You know, the one thing you can do is you can stand in there and you can take hits and you can not, you know, not complain about it. And uh, it, it's, another, it's just another thing that goes a long way, I think, with your teammates and, and, and their trust in you. Um, and I'd be embarrassed if I was to do it, if I was to react any other way. 
You know, I, I don't think I'd be able to go home and look my dad in the face if I was going to be if I was out there acting like a baby because I got hit. You know, he, he you know he always told us growing up, unless both of your legs are broke, you better get off the field if you're hurt. <laughs> and you know, I think it's it, it was kind of you know you kind of take that as a joke, but not really. <laughs> not when you, not not not, not not when you know him, and not when you know how we grew up. You know, like I would I think I would literally if I broke a leg, I would probably try to get off the field. Like I wouldn't want to lay down. You know, wow. I always see people with like hurt wrists and they're on the field. I'm like, well, your legs work, don't they? Just get up and get off the field. You're slowing the game. You're slowing the game down. You know, like, <laughs> you know, like you're, 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 you, you, you can move your legs. Like get up, get up, and get and go. So yeah, like when I hurt my knee, I mean, I wasn't thinking I was going to play. I mean, I was thinking, man, get up, get off, and then let's take care of it there. And uh, you know, when I got up, I was obviously just surprised that it didn't totally give out. You know, so I put a little bit of pressure on it, and it was just testing it out, and said, yeah, you know what, I think I can finish. So I wasn't necessarily planning on it, but right. I was planning on, I, I, it did go through my mind, like get up and get off, you yeah. know, get your ass up. That's what, that's kind of went through my mind. <laughs> I'm sure your dad was proud of you on that. Yeah. So, so this is, this will be my last question here, Joe, and this was actually supposed to be off the whole president politics talk, which we can get back on the politics if you want to get back on <laughs> Don't that. Don't let him drag you down this dark <laughs> path. You'll never get out of it. Uh, but this is supposed to be my last question, and that is uh, a bunch of kids, you know, they say they want to be a president when they grow up. What yeah. did you want to be when you grew up? I wanted to be a professional football and a professional baseball player. Both. You yeah. want to be Dion. Yeah, of course. I mean, I think a lot of kids do that are multiple sport athletes, you know, throughout the course of their whole athletic career. Um, that's what they envisioned themselves being. And, you know, nobody really told me any, you know, I mean, maybe a couple of people here and there, but nobody really ever told me any different. So that's just what I, that's what I wanted to do. Do you think you could be playing pro baseball if you wanted to go that route? No. No. And how many Super Bowl titles do you walk away with in this childhood <laughs> dream that you, you had? Uh, five. There we go. There All we right. go. Well, Joe, thank you very much for joining us. And when you score a touchdown or throw a touchdown <laughs> on Sunday, hit that mannequin and look up to us in the press box. We're going to be taking full credit I'll for that. I'll definitely be thinking about you guys when it, when it happens, but nice. I, won't, I, I'm, I probably won't do it. Podcast right. <laughs> buff. All right, thanks, Joe. Appreciate cool. it. Cool. You got it. Well, Joe Flacco for president isn't going to happen. Sorry. <laughs> If you have that on your ballot for 2020, yeah. you're going to have to hold on. Maybe Harbaugh. Maybe Harbaugh. Harbaugh 2020. Harbaugh 2020. That's a good Harbaugh, Harbaugh. Full ticket. Although he told me he also would not want to be president, even though I think he would be a good one. Yeah. I think he thinks he would be a good one, too. I, that's what I'm saying. Put the two Harbaugh's on the ticket. That would be something to really consider. <laughs> anyway, really good stuff from Joe. And uh, really appreciate all of you out there listening. We finally made it happen. We got Flacco on the pod. Yeah, you guys have been asking. You guys asked. We have delivered. That's right. And we're also going to deliver that podcast bump. That's right. <laughs> That's right. So thanks once again. Make sure you email us at thelounge at ravens.nfl.net. Leave us a rating, a review, and we will be back after beating them cowboys. Thanks a lot.